Hey everybody, welcome to Winning the Week. It's Kylie and all my friends. We're going to have a great week this week and we're going to talk about prayer. So stick around. What up, what up, what up? Hey, Shani. Hey, hey. Guess what? What's going on? We got a friend. We do have a friend here today. I'm so excited. And, you know, this friend that's here today, we go way back. And I call her mama, actually. And But she's a minister of the gospel. She's been a pastor. Uh, she's been a friend. And today... I'm privileged to say we have Deborah Harris in the house. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for being on the Winning the Week podcast. You're so welcome. I'm honored to be here. I'm telling you, we have. You, if you've ever wanted to have a better prayer life, pray better, feel like you need to know God better, to this is the podcast that you need to stick around for because it's going to change your life forever and ever. Uh, before we get started, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Miss Deborah. we love you so much. Well, hi. <laughs> hi, friends. I am, um, I have pastored um, House Church in Nashville, Tennessee. I now live in Nashville, Tennessee. I used to live here in Tulsa area for about 12 years, I think it was, mm. and um, moved to Nashville and uh, doing some things there in prayer um, with um, the house church pastors there, um, other groups, and um, running a business, started a business, um, just go, staying busy, uh, uh, helping um, a pastor, um, assisting um, Pastor Bill McRae mm -hmm. and Pastor Linda McRae. Shout out to them. Shout out, shout out, <laughs> a shout out. And uh, so here I am. Yay. We're so glad to have you today. So glad. Um, so we were all, well, let's see, not too long ago, Dean Braxton came to Prayer Mountain in the Ozarks. And if you don't know who Dean Braxton is, shout out to Dean Braxton right now. Um, you can go to his website, deanbraxton.com. Basically, Dean Braxton went to heaven. He died for an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, his body went septic and uh, he was dead and he went to heaven and he had experience with God. And, and he can give you all the de juicy details of his experience in heaven. But one thing we wanted to kind of highlight today, and then we're, we're going to use it as our jumping off place and then go from there, is that he said when he was in the ER and he was dead, and as quick as he was absent from the body, present with the Lord. So as soon as he was making that tr transition from being here to being there, he saw at, on his way there in this vastness these flashes of light passing him flashes of light like at the speed faster than he could he could go there these flashes of light fa passing him and those flashes of light he found out later were the prayers of the saints wow so faster than a person can transition to heaven their spirit being here then there prayer it was moving even faster than that so let, let's talk about that for a second. You can imagine, because the word says to be absent uh, in the body is to be present of the Lord, which we could naturally try to wrap our head around that and go, well, in the blink of an eye, those kind of things. And to know that the prayer, that as fast as he was traveling, 
and transitioning to heaven, the prayers were passing him. Mm -hmm. So as his wife prayed in that hospital, her prayers were passing him while he was transitioning to heaven and going into the Father. He talks about that in the Father, when your prayers get there, they go into the Father. Yes. And he also talked about that there is a place for each one of our voices in the Father. Wow. Which, when he said that, wow, I, I just had to take a Selah right there and just pause <laughs> because, you know, it's a new thought yeah. that my voice right now when we're on this podcast has a place in him. Wow. That only I can touch him with my voice. Yes. Your voice, yes, Miss Deborah, has a place where when you speak, he's like, oh, mm. that's my Deborah yeah. speaking. And so uh, if people today are wondering if you've lost um, people in your life or if you're wondering what happens in that moment, ooh, the prayers <laughs> that you've prayed and you think, if you ever thought, you know, they're a lost cause or it's never going to change, right. you, uh, those prayers that you've prayed don't quit because they're working and they are reaching Amen. our Father faster than we can even have the thought about the prayer. Yes, yes. What, what, how does that make, as a prayer, Miss Deborah? Oh. like what does that do for you <laughs> as a person of prayer? I'm sitting here with goosebumps right now. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was listening to, um, to him, um, I, I got those same goosebumps. And, um, you know, we know that we have a place in the Father, but we never really think about our voice. Yeah has a place in the Father. And if you think about it, we all have different voice prints. And not, it's like fingerprints. Ooh, that's, that's good. And none of our voice prints are the same. So God knows that that's Kylie's voice. Mm-hmm. I love her voice. Mm-hmm. I love to hear her. So, you know, as, as people, as prayers, we need to let him hear our voice because he longs to hear our voices like our children. Right. You know, if they were with us all day long and never said anything to us, you know, how would that make us feel? Come but on. when you hear their voice, it's like your heart just melts. And I just think about Father's heart just melting, just hearing your voice. Oh. And he longs to. Yeah. Which is why we have scriptures like this in Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me. Yes. What? He's so happy that we call. He says, I'll answer you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, whatever you do. like. There's a lot of times my kids call me and I don't want an answer. So I'm not like Jesus in those moments. Like I'm hiding, I'm hiding, I'm hiding. But he said, call me and I'll answer you. And, but not only will I answer you, I want to show you some things. Yes. I want to show you the great and mighty things, mm. which you know us not. And um, the Amplified there says, call unto me and I'll answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things. Fenced in and hidden, which you do not know. Do not distinguish or recognize, have knowledge of, or understanding. So beyond our wildest imaginations and dreams, he wants to show us those fenced-in things, but what do we have to do as a person? We have to call. Yes. We ha- which yes. means, what do we do when we call? Hello. We are we are exercising our verbal skills yes. Yes. <laughs> to, talk, <laughs> exactly. to talk to someone. Exactly. Well, you're talking about calling, and I was just thinking about when we, when we call to a person... We, it, it's activating something. Mm. Like when I call my son, it causes him to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say, Isaiah, 
they know they've been trained that they don't say what they come here mm-hmm. and so you know it's like that place where our voice goes that's an activated place in him for us wow. I was just thinking about that that it's a your voice it's things our voice activated we know that we have what we say because that's what the word of God says that we have what we say but they are voice activated yes and so we also know that we are speaking spirits. It is vitally important at this moment that we are actively decreeing and declaring and speaking things out because we do have an enemy, and he is out to cut our voice off. Yes. That's true. It's so true. So what's been on your heart, Miss Deborah? Speaking of prayer and using our voice and, and where, we're, where we're going, what's, what's the Lord been speaking to you lately? Well, the, one of the things that God has been speaking to me is, um, you know, looking at all the people who are going to heaven um, recently in the last couple of years, say, we can just see all the people that have gone to heaven. Um, and... Um, you think about all of the leaders that have gone to heaven, mm-hmm. you know, leaders of the body of Christ, and so many are still going, um, that um, we as uh, the body, we need to pray. We need to pray for our leaders, pray for our pastors, pray for our churches, mm-hmm. because the enemy is after um, us. Yes, yes, yes. He's after us. And so... Um, and in doing that, one of the weapons that we have is our voice. Mm-hmm. And um, we voice the word of God when we pray. We voice. That's a weapon that we use. Yes. So um, it's just that we need to, you know, we talk about prayer a lot, you know, um, how to pray. But what God has been talking to me about is um, knowing the authority that you have when you pray. Yes. Knowing the word, knowing him, because it all comes out of him. And so the more that we know him, the more effective our prayers Come are. Come on, that's good. You know, um, in scripture it says that the effective prayer, uh-huh. fervent prayer yes. of a righteous one avails much. Yes. It's effective because you are praying his word. You're praying him. Yes. Like um, Brother Dean was saying, yes. you know, he is the word. Right. And so when we, we, when we say you need to know the word, we're not just talking about what's written in the Bible. We're talking Come about on, him, the God, person, our, our father himself. You know, that's so good because the scripture that came up to me uh, just before we came on the air and we were talking is Philippians 3.10. And I'm going to read it out of the Amplified first, and then I'm going to probably read it out of the Passion, but... The Amplified says this, for my determined purpose, if you're wondering why you're here, (laughs) this is a good place to start, is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person Mm -hmm. more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in that same way come to know the power of, outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed 
in spirit into his likeness, even into his death. And I was thinking about that, that in prayer, uh, we get to know him in his presence. Yeah. We, we can know him by reading the word as well. There are things that happen while in his presence, in that atmosphere of prayer. Yes, we're giving a supply to, we are directing that supply to, it could be a person or a situation, but in those moments we are transformed by his presence through that prayer. So prayer is like a twofold. Not only is it being effectual, directed to the thing that we're directing it toward, but it's changing us on from the inside yes. out. That there are things that happen in you uh, that may not happen any other way except when you're in his presence yeah. you know, during that time. And in those times, we are progressively... Uh, being more acquainted with him, mm-hmm. we're knowing him more, mm-hmm. and knowing how he is, like the way he handles things, the way he um, moves in us mm-hmm. and through us. And so it, it's vital mm-hmm. that we have those times because we need to come to know him more, like you were saying, because he's a person. Yes. So good. It's so good. So leadership, praying for leadership. Now, let's say that we have a person who is not, you know, necessarily been trained in how to intercede or all of the things. Um, does prayer, I mean, it, so is it overwhelming? Does it have to be complicated? You know, like, what what do you feel? How would they start? How would you just start doing that? Prayer is just communicating, just talking to God. And so when you go to him just to talk to him about a person, about what they're going through or, you know, just for protection over them, just talk to him like we're talking, you know, because um, he's here now. Right. And so um, he's he's always he said, I will be with you always. And so all you have to do is just God is not looking for eloquent words. He's looking at your heart. Come on, that's good. And so when you are, you know, just in your in your house, in your car, you know, you don't have to wait until you get to church or you get to a certain place to try to um, talk to God. I've got to go pray. And that's why a lot of people don't pray is because they think it's hard. Right. But it's really just talking. Right. And, and when you talk to him, he talks back to you. He does. Just like we're carrying on a conversation, he'll carry on a conversation. And, you know, some people are like, I don't hear God. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. And it's what's coming up in you. Right. So it's really, really simple right. to pray because you're just talking to God. A lot of times I think, um, too, that, you know, we hit, uh, I mean, I grew up. You all know my story, but everybody was talking about, you know, their prayer closet or this person's prayer closet or whatever. And and um, I just thought everybody had a special closet in their house. Just like <laughs> that's where you pray. You just go to the special closet. I was like, I got way too many clothes for me to have a prayer closet. Like this is not this is not how it's going to work out. And so um, and so then I, you know, I was like, well, Mimi, Mimi says she has a blue prayer chair. And I was like, OK, that's cool. Let me try to find me a chair. And so then. 
you know, I was like, hmm, I'm distracted here. I can't sit in that chair. And like, oh, I get distracted here. So primarily what I'm trying to say is uh, most of my prayer is not necessarily done in a place. Yes. It's done uh, a continual communication with the Father. That's good. And, um, and But I've learned that I feel like that I'm closer to him in that all day, like I might be washing dishes. Mm-hmm. There were times you've heard me talk about it. I might be wiping a butt, mm-hmm. you know, like, but, but I've learned that in that constant communication with him and even praying out really serious things, um, just me and the father, I could be doing something completely natural, but in that moment, tapping in yes. to him yes. and plugging into him. And, uh, I, you know, I watched, I watched a TikTok the other day. To all my all my millennial Gen Xers are like, oh, she is cool after all. I watched a TikTok the other day. It came up on my for you page, and the TikTok was a lady who said, uh, I was a worship leader. And she said, I was big in the church. And she said, Whenever um, you know, my my father passed away when he didn't get the healing that I was believing for for him. Um, then I started having these thoughts of unbelief and doubt and then those grew. And, um, so now she just doesn't, she just doesn't believe in any of it anymore. And it made me think of, um, this in Romans chapter four, and this isn't deviating from where we are. I I feel like that it kind of goes along because in your, in your prayer life, thoughts will come. Yes. But you have to cast them down. This is just as easy as that. Abraham, in Romans chapter 4, it's talking about Abraham. And he's, you know, it's the hall of fame of faith. And and he said his faith didn't weaken. He didn't even consider the impotence of his own body, um, which was as good as dead, the Amplified says, uh, as he was 100 years old. Or uh, the the barrenness of Saturn's womb. No unbelief or distrust, distrust, made him waver considering the promises of God. So what does it mean? Did it mean unbelief or distrust didn't try to knock on the door? No. No. It knocked. Mm-hmm. But he didn't waver. Yes. So we all have an opportunity for unbelief and distrust of the Father. So when you go to him in prayer, if you have that thought, that does not mean that you are necessarily out of faith or, oh, I'm just a bad Christian or da, da, da. It's no, they can come a knocking, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to waver. That's right. And as we're doing this and we're coming, because I think that's why a lot of people pull away, as we were talking about before we went live, pull away from even just having a relationship with the Father on the daily is because you got some questions in there mm-hmm. and you're trying to blah, blah, blah. And those, those in the enemy's using those questions to try to rattle you. Yeah. And then, so then what do you do? You slowly, but surely start spending less time with the father because if you don't spend too much time with him, you don't have to think about all those different areas where you're like, if God was real or blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 this, that, and the other. So what, what I just want to encourage you with today is unbelief and distrust. They'll come and knock in. Yes. They'll not yes. with a diagnosis, mm-hmm. with a fight, with a, with a communication you have with somebody, blah, blah, blah. They'll come and knock in. But the only thing you have to do is just be like, I'm not wavering. Right. Say it. I'm not going to waver. Mm-hmm. I'm not wavering. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go into prayer about this, yes. uh, this, that, and the other. So 
And as you know, you don't fight a thought with a thought. You have to say. God gave us a voice for a reason. And you have to say, no, that's not my thought. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you have to you have to say it out loud because, you know, I think about what I was thinking about Dad Hagen this morning. And, um, you know, he says that um, you uh, you can let a bird fly around your head, but um, you don't let it roost. Mm -hmm. And so. That's what happens with thoughts. There's thoughts. There's millions of thoughts going around, you know, daily, you know, but which ones are you going to allow? Are you going to allow the ones from the enemy that are doubt and unbelief? No, no. And you just say, nope, I'm not letting you make a roost in my head. I'm not letting make a nest in my head. That's what he said. I'm not letting you make a nest in my head. No, this is what I believe. And like you say, you know, just because you a thought comes doesn't mean you have to take that thought or that it's your thought. It's not your thought because you're righteous and you only have righteous thoughts. That's so good because, and I think it goes back to what we were saying, is that you have to know him. Because the like just when you have a friend, like when you have a friendship, when you first meet someone, you don't know everything about them. It's when you spend more time with them, then you begin to know uh, their personality. You begin to know their little quirky things and mm-hmm. maybe their little, you know, the little things that they do <laughs> and, and stuff like that. So you, so, but it's in the spending time. So the more time we spend with our father, the more trained we are that that's his voice. Yes. Because the good. word of God says that I know your voice and the voice of a stranger I will not follow. So the more time you spend with him, the easier it is to say, that's not my fa- thought. My father wouldn't speak to me like that. Oh, that's good. And when, because I use that a lot because I'm like, no, I know his voice and I know he is love and love doesn't talk like that mm-hmm. to me. And so I was thinking about, uh, Kylie and I were talking about this recently, and but in the Art of War, Sun Tzu said this, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. So if mm. you know your enemy and you know yourself, you're winning every time. If you know yourself but not your enemy, for every victory you gain, you'll also suffer defeat. So you got 50%. You, you, one or the other, you're going to get 50%. However, if you don't know your enemy or yourself, you're going to lose every battle. That's good. And I think about that because we're talking about prayer and you know attacks and different things, but we have to know who we are which comes through the word and and revelation he gives us in prayer about how we're made, who we are, how he functions through us, and we have to know who our enemy is and what he does Mm -hmm. and the strategies and the wiles that the word talks about that he uses to come against us because we have to be able to recognize who's doing the speaking. Right. Because our enemy is never going to tell us anything good. That's right. We're having, you know, oh, we should go bless Sister Jane. That. The enemy's not going to be telling me to bless anybody. So we have to, we have to be very keenly aware mm-hmm. of who is the author of the conversation. And that I believe that comes through studying the word, and it comes through um, spending time in his presence and in prayer. Yeah. It does. You know, and, and uh, some people um, ask, well, 
how I don't have a lot of time. You know, I don't get to spend all this time. You talk about spending time with the Lord. Well, you know, you're a widow. You're home all the time. And, and but that's not true. I have a life, too. <laughs> you know, but we all have lives, and God knows that. Right. But um, like um, Kylie was talking about, you know, you don't have to have a per se prayer closet. <laughs> that you. Can- I really wanted one, but <laughs> neither here nor there. I just sit in the bottom of it. But, um, you, you know, you can just talk to God all day. I know when my girls were little eons ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, I didn't have time, you know, as mothers and as parents, we don't have a lot of time. But what time you have, right. are you utilizing that time? Yeah. Like I would write little scriptures and paste them all over my bathroom because sometimes it's the only time we have, right. you know, and they come knocking. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you see fingers under the door. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, if I got, if I got just a minute to, to just focus on one scripture yeah. on my wall, yeah. God would speak to me the rest of the day. Yes. Sometimes on that one scripture, yeah. I would get so much revelation. Absolutely. The last podcast we did, Shannon and I talked about, we, we read several passages in Brother Lawrence's book, Practicing the Presence of God, oh, wow. and um, just how he would be doing dishes or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And and I, th- I, I know that that's a tactic of, tactic of the enemy. God has strategies. So does the enemy. Mm-hmm. He has strategies. I know one of the strategies of the enemy is to make you feel guilty yes. for not spending an X, the unknown factor amount of time that is supposed to be whatever that time is, right. you know, enough. Mm-hmm. enough. And he just be like, you're not doing it enough. Mm-hmm. And he wants to sit on, he, he sits there and it's like, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. So what happens? Guilt, condemnation, yes. tying yourself up in that. And then, and, and every time it's not enough. Now the, the Holy Spirit, he leads, he guides, he like, he maneuvers softly. And, um, he'll remind you in different times, you know, a scripture and you're just chewing on it. You're just mm-hmm. meditating on it and you're going about your day. And now that school has started, you use those love scriptures a lot with all the, the jingle people. And, oh, I guess we should probably define j- jingle people to, to the listening audience. And, uh, so here you go. Here's Shannon for the ding- the jingle people. Well, uh, <laughs> Jingle people can be male or female, but what it is is that people that are just out and about, basically walking about like they're the only people on the earth. <laughs> That's, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it, but so, and those people will get on your path in the car line. They will cross your path when you're at the mall and you're very like, okay, I, I have to run in here and get such and so. Or you gonna run downtown? So it's just I just call them jingle people because <laughs> at Christmas I encountered lots and lots of jingle people that didn't seem to any have any agenda. They were just out floating around and didn't care if there was anybody else in the traffic or whatever. But so, um, but you will experience those people, and we do. Um, our love walk is vital mm-hmm. because if we're talking about our Father, that we know Him, that He is love. Bottom line. So, um, by the reading of the word and the transforming and the renewing of our mind, we become more like him so that when we respond, we respond out of love and not out of what we would really, our flesh would like to do to the jingle people. And, you know, <laughs> but I do have to say this one little story and I'll release the mic. 
the other day in the car line, it's the first day of school, it was yesterday. The other day, it feels like 10 years ago, but it was just yesterday, first day of school, and we're in this long line to get into this school that's one way in, one way out. And the people were very upset. Uh, even the bus drivers were blowing the horn. There were the fingers that were <laughs> flying. I believe there was probably explicative and very colorful language. But, uh, but we were all stuck in the line. Those times are going to happen all the time. It's a tactic of the enemy to get you frustrated. And the, the definition of frustrated is defeated. And how many times do we say, oh, I'm so frustrated, and we're saying I'm defeated, and I know, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm very keenly aware of what I say when I say it. But it's just those times that come across our path where there is, like, frustration, and there's busyness, and we just feel like, you know, I, I have nothing to give. I, have, I don't have any time. But as we go, because a lot of times if you'll read in the Word, um, it says, as Jesus went, he was moved mm-hmm. with compassion. And I believe that's us. As we go uh, about our day, we're moved towards certain things. He's going to quicken us uh, to speak certain things, maybe just, and if somebody comes across your mind, it doesn't always mean go spend eight hours locked up somewhere because most of us, we can't do that. that But (laughs) as somebody comes across my mind, I just say, Father, I don't know what's going on with them, but you do. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. I bless them. And I just say a quick little, as I'm going. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's an effectual prayer. Yes, yes. And people, and the enemy will try to trick you and say, no, like Kylie was saying, that's not effective. That's right. not going to work. But I know the power that is within me. That's a part of knowing yourself is that power with you. And when you release it, it releases power into those people's situations. So much power. And he, and he needs us to do it. Why? Going back to what we first started with, so that our prayers can run like fast bolts of lightning into the Father. Into the Father. Your voice. I want to remind you today. We're we're getting up on our closing time for today, but I'm going to ask Miss Deborah if she'll come back for one more. Can we do one more? Was that okay yes, with you? I'd love and then we can to. talk about the mandate that God has for you uh, and where you're praying right now. But I I think everyone needs to be understand what I I think the the primary thing that the Father's saying to you today is your voice has a place in the Father. And he he wants you to raise your voice. Whether you consider yourself a P-R-A-E-R, prayer, they got their special way that they spell prayer <laughs> out there. I'm telling you, whether you are a prayer or a WWP or whatever you want to call yourself, it doesn't really matter. What, number one, you're a child of the Most High God. He loves you. He values you. And if your voice is missing from him, there's something missing in him. And we cannot have that. So until next week, we will see you guys soon. And remember, you win in him. We'll see you next week.